Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast. You're here for episode number 54. It is Tuesday night, and I am here recording two podcast episodes. First, this one is going to be for yesterday, Monday, and then I'm going to go ahead and record today's so that I don't have to put it off until tomorrow because, dear listener, if you are a regular listener, you know frequently I put it off until second period when I'm sitting there in my echoey classroom recording. Well, today, students started walking in second period. They weren't my students. They were one of my colleague's students because one of her students just had knee surgery and is on crutches and in the wing where um, this teacher's classroom is, the student is not able to climb the stairs and there is no elevator. So she's in my classroom, which is fine. It is a little inconvenient. I got to go work somewhere else. That being said, I've done it before and I'd much rather have people using the space for a, a good reason and a compassionate reason and a helpful reason than for me to think, well, you know, this is inconvenient because I got to be somewhere else during my free period. It does impact me, though, in the sense that I won't be able to record my podcast second period very easily. So I really need to redouble my efforts to make sure I do it at night, the day of, which I think is the better way to do it anyway. Well, that being said, I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open yesterday, Monday, to experience the presence of God. And I am glad, very glad, that you are here with me as I share that with you. So you probably saw the episode title, and I think it says it all, really, that yesterday, Monday, after school, fortunately, I think, I did a little research online and found out that a priest friend of mine died on Sunday, the day before yesterday. Now, I wasn't totally shocked by this because my parents who know this priest, they don't go to the church where he is pastor. The church where he is pastor is not that far away from where they currently live out in California. But the way that I knew this priest, Father Paul, is through my parents' church. When I was a teenager, way back when I was in high school and early out of college, or out of high school and in college, I got to know Father Paul. I think he was a seminarian at that time, and then eventually he was ordained, and I guess kind of on an internship, if you will, at my um, parents' church. And um, he really took me under his wing. Um, He was young, and I was young at the time, too. And um, he took an interest in me. And that was really important because at that time, I, I always have had a spiritual bent. Faith has always been important for me, and spirituality has been at the core of who I am as a person. And those questions that I had and the, the skills and the gifts really that I had, I didn't have a lot of people in my life who could 
support that and identify that and foster those. And, and at that time, I was really still discerning a potential call to Catholic priesthood. And Paul was there helping answer questions about that and encouraging me. And I remember we would go for coffee and I think we went for a walk or two at times. And um, I haven't really kept in touch with him. This was back in 1988 when I graduated from high school, 35 years, 30 years ago. And um, we kept in touch a little bit. We were Facebook friends and there was a time when I think we exchanged some direct messages and I was in California a couple summers ago, not last summer, but the summer before last and probably really regret, definitely regret not looking him up and not trying to get together. That trip was short and busy and intense and it would have been tough to do, but I regret not doing it because it would have been good. And now I'm sad because I, I won't have that chance. The thing that's kind of interesting about reading his obituary is that I didn't know the difference in my age and his. I mean, I don't think I ever asked and I don't think he ever came out and told me. And, you know, he was one of those young men who was kind of balding, you know, at a young age prematurely. So he always kind of looked older than, than he, um, he was. But reading his obituary, I found out that he graduated high school in 1984. Again, I graduated in 88. So he was only four years older than me. I'm 49 now, and that means he died at 53 of an aggressive cancer. I mentioned that I wasn't totally shocked because my parents had texted me on Sunday that they, at their church, offered prayers for Father Paul. And I guess it was probably around that time they were praying or, or not long after, because it was Sunday afternoon that he passed. So I'm going to pause here for the break. And um, after the break, please come back and um, I'll share with you sort of the other thing that I've been thinking about and, and God's presence that I've been feeling in the midst of this. So please stay with me. Well, thank you for staying with me through the break. So I'll be honest with you. I, I really don't think that often about heaven. In fact, I actually even kind of bristle when I, I sometimes hear people say the whole purpose of life is to get into heaven. I, I hear that more than I'd like, really, from people that, you know, I'm near. And I, I don't think that's the case at all. I really feel that when Jesus talks about the kingdom of God or the kingdom of God, that it's not about getting out of this life, this earth, this veil of tears, this realm of sorrows, whatever it might be in the classical prayers, but rather it's about bringing what is heaven, the fullness of life and love and God's eternal 
all-encompassing presence, presence recognizing that here and fostering the love and the justice and the peace that is part and parcel with that. I do, though, feel very strongly that love and life is stronger than death. And I love the core Catholic, especially, but Christian generally teaching of the communion of saints that those who have died in faith are still with us and that as they experience the fullness of God and have what is classically known as the beatific vision that they are still connected with us and that we can communicate with them and call that prayer we have to be careful we don't worship the saints we don't worship those who have gone before we reverence the saints and we do talk to them so to speak through prayer we ask for their help we often think that it's intercession which is praying for us to god but i think they may offer more direct help in ways that we might not fully be aware of and by this i i mean all who have died in faith you know catholics designate saints and blesseds as those who we can we meaning the church and the institution of the church can say yes definitively this man or this woman lived a holy life and currently presently eternally they are in heaven with god and generally the way of proving that is through miracles that were done through their intercession and the church has a whole process of verifying that and so on and so forth christians in general other christians have a much wider view of saint saint is anyone who has died in the faith and is in heaven with god it's the same definition roman catholic versus christian in general but one is a much smaller number that we can verify and be certain of and the other is really pretty much everyone who has died in the faith in Christ so i really like to believe that those friends of mine who have gone before me into eternity are still with me in some way and i guess i'm grateful and blessed in the sense that i haven't lost a lot of friends you know i haven't lost people very close to me loved ones like siblings or parents or others who i i really miss on a daily basis but i do have friends that have gone into eternity father paul most recently but my friend don who is in other podcasts that i've i've made back in june is when she was struck by a car and killed and i see her parents fairly regularly they come into the winery where i work and i see them and talk to them and hopefully am present with them and then even further back my high school teacher mr friss who was a mentor and a guide and an inspiration and one who 
I think would be really hurt to see our world as it is today. At the same time, I think he would be pleased and proud of how I, as a teacher, have carried forth what he taught me, how to think and how to feel and how to be engaged and how to be inclusive. And, and I know he's with me. And I know Don is with me. And I know Father Paul is with me as well along with all the other loved ones I've had, my Uncle Dan, my Aunt Irene, my Aunt Alice, my Uncle Tony, my grandmothers, grandfather, and all the relatives that I never met, all the ancestors. And I know that one day I will be reunited with them in the fullness of the kingdom of God. But for now, I take comfort in the presence of God here in my basement by candlelight with tears running down my face now that they are here, that they are near. And I really truly believe that one of the the mysteries that will be revealed to me when I enter into the fullness of Eternity, the fullness of God, is the surprise that I know I will feel at how those who have gone before are far, far closer and far more intertwined, I think, and engaged even in the lives of those of us who are still journeying on this side of eternity. So thank you for listening as... I share who are those saints in your life who are still with you who have gone before who in some mysterious way beyond words beyond typical head knowledge but at your gut knowledge you know are still with you giving you what you need to follow God, to live kindly and justly and lovingly in this hurting world today. Who are those people? And how are they proud of you for what you're doing with your life to remember them and to continue the work, the good work that they began in your life and the lives of so many others? Thanks for listening. Blessings and peace.